0: The Grassroots Network Summer Podcast Series has been generously underwritten by Turnkey Vacation Rentals. Turnkey Vacation Rentals is the first truly owner-centric vacation rental service now available in the Roaring Fork Valley. We handle all of your short-term rental property management needs, offering superior service and high returns. Turnkey's straightforward pricing and transparent business model make it easier for you to earn revenue from your rental. Proprietary technology provides a smoother, more efficient experience for both travelers and vacation rental owners. Trustworthy, local staff provides support around the clock with true full-service property management for homeowners and their guests. For more information on turnkey vacation rentals, contact Mark Viola at mark.viola at turnkeyvr.com or call at 970-368-4288. Turnkey Vacation Rentals supports the Grassroots Network in your community.
1: Hello and welcome to Probe Line on Grassroots Television. I'm Brent Gardner-Smith. Probe Line is generously underwritten by the Thrift Shop of Aspen. Here on Probe Line this year, we are interviewing all three candidates for County Commissioner seat in District 3. Greg Poschman is running. Also running is Hawk Greenway and Scott Ryder. Uh, Greg, we got 30 minutes, so we can let people get to know you a little bit, if they don't already. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. Let's talk about your background. It's a big part of your campaign. You're an Aspen native or a Picking County native.
2: I was born in Aspen in the Mm -hmm. the old hospital. uh, It was a Victorian building. They tore it down the next year, 1959, at the basis of Aspen Mountain. Uh, My parents had um, arrived here in 1950, ran a ski lodge, um, my father did several odd jobs, including being in Friedel Pfeiffer's first ski school, digging potatoes in Woody Creek for Wilton Jaffe. He helped construct the first number one chair, um, not as an engineer or anybody. No, he wasn't in the brain trust. He was turning wrenches up on the bull wheels. Um, and uh, he proposed to my mother on the boat tow before the lift had been built. Um, and the, Your to mother's cut it short, a lovely person. She yeah. was a good friend of Gretel Uhles true. Johnny, yep. right? Was, yep. yep. Her she, Gretel was one of her best friends, Johnny. Mm-hmm. She's having her 90th birthday this summer, mm-hmm. um, and we're thinking of having a bash. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, my, uh, my grandmother had, had come to the Goethe Bicentennial and was a big fan of Albert Schweitzer, and uh, when my parents announced they wanted to become skiers and live in a ski town in 1946 or 7, she said, Aspen's the only place, 49 I guess, Aspen's the only town with a future. Go there and she was right hmm. back cool. then yeah yeah so what have you been doing
1: um, you went to Aspen High and then did you leave for college and stay come I, back or how did it go?
2: I went through the Aspen school system, Aspen High School class of 77 um, I then went to the University of Colorado had a, deg- a double major with engineering and business um, I graduated with a degree in architectural civil engineering but I discovered filmmaking when I was there um, and the business class, was, I, I took maybe half the program, but they kept raising the, the requirements, so I would have been there for too many years. Um, so I, I bailed on that, but uh, I discovered filmmaking when I was there, and that became my career. Um, very shortly out of school, I was hired to do a, uh, work on a documentary in Africa, and that just set it for me. I, was, I knew what I wanted to do. So I've spent the last 35 years, 1980 is when I started, um, making documentaries working as a uh, an assistant and a sound man and then working my way up to being a director and a producer and a, a cameraman director of photography and I've done all that as a career ever since um, I did have one stint <laughs> I was gonna tell John Masters I, I did have but uh, uh, my stint at grassroots TV as the station manager from 1984 to 85 um, is the last salaried position I've had I've always worked for myself and and uh, it's it's gone quite well. That's super. So you're still doing that? Um, as a as a filmmaker, yes. But I'm I'm at a point now where I can work two or three, four days a month, five days a month. So I'm thinking if I become elected, um, I can keep my business, but it's going to be reduced to a, a few days a month. Um, there are some things I just still want to do. I, I received received a call from the Aspen Hall of Fame saying, well, you know, you're not going to stop doing the videos, are you? I thought, well, maybe with some help, I can still do those because I love. You've There's certain things I love doing I've done a lot of those mm-hmm. and i i uh, like doing social issues environmental films wildlife films I've made films on everything from climate change to um uh, environment, uh social uh you know refugee crises homeless issues those things are actually the things I can feel good about and sink my teeth into so mm-hmm. if I could do that a few days a month or just work shooting wildlife or nature here then i'm yeah, you know, that'd be great. That'd We'd be a great. Mesh well. Yeah, I think it would mesh well.
1: You spent four or five years on the Healthy Rivers and Streams Board um, since its inception, um, it was right? Right. Passed uh, approved by voters in 2008, and you served as chair for a brief brief time. So that's been the the closest you've
2: gotten to county government. That's the closest on a regular basis. So um, yes, I had a, a, a fantastic group of people that I worked with. I learned a lot from everyone there. Um, specifically, the standout John Ely, our county attorney, was with us at the inception most of the time. And he is an, uh, an incredible resource for knowledge on water and water law and how to how to accomplish things. And I think healthy rivers and streams uh, really benefits greatly from having him as a, as a guide, which is what he was. Because water isn't a simple issue. You can't just get a pool of money and go buy water rights. Um, you have to do so many other things. You have to support others in their in their efforts, whether it's to create a risid, a recreational in-channel diversion, or to uh, just help somebody rebuild their irrigation system because it will benefit the water in the rivers at some point. Um, the, the thing that's fascinating about uh, water issues is that sometimes the opposite is true. Um, we think we have free flowing rivers in this state um, and when you come to realize there are very few free flowing rivers and what we really have is a huge plumbing system. And if there's a draw down here, they supplement it from here. And so right now, for instance, you're seeing they, they cut off Twin Lakes diversions. And so the roaring fork is up and, and the people who are running Rudai may decide they can reduce you know flow from rudai or increase it depending on what the fishermen need or what is the call from downstream. So it's a huge complex plumbing puzzle. And I think I spent five years um, just trying to learn about that, and I, I'm still a student of it. I've been really studying water now for 10 years, and um, all I know is that there's more to learn. Well, and on that position, you guys make recommendations
1: and you bring them to the county commissioners. Did that Did that help you learn more about the county commissioners? Did you
2: bring Things from rivers and streams to the commissioners and sure yeah healthy rivers certainly did that. Sometimes we would get a recommendation and look it over and work it over and then take it send it send it to them not take it to them send it to them now and then we'd have joint meetings, um, and and honestly by when my term ended I could have renewed but I didn't. Um, I thought well maybe it's time for someone else to try this but I also thought if I'm really going to sink my teeth into an issue issues that like this I need to spend a lot more time on it and I simply can't devote it as a volunteer back then and it hadn't occurred to me to run for commissioner then but um, I I left thinking you know this is just going to take a lot more effort if I really want to do more so So it was kind of a formative experience being on healthy rivers
1: and streams in terms of helping you bring you to this point I have
2: to say I missed it Mm -hmm. I missed those meetings torture by meetings as Bob Child used to call it Uh, I missed that when I left. It's like, well, wait a minute. I'm not in the loop anymore. What's going on? You know, Um, I did go and see John Ely when I was doing research to decide if I wanted to run, and um, I asked him if he missed me, and he, he, like any attorney, (laughs) did not acknowledge the question. He will neither confirm nor deny (laughs) that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, you've run a campaign a bit on the. I'm kind of a reluctant candidate, or I'm certainly not a politician. Um,
2: right. yeah you know and I don't want to be disingenuous but I think mm-hmm. that's true i um, I was I delivered a film to a client who said hey you should run for commissioner and it, I thought that was honestly I thought that what an insult I'm I'm an artist <laughs> <laughs> a filmmaker what are you why are you asking me this and mm-hmm. and uh, but then I he said no seriously consider it so I floated it with a, my circle of friends people who are in the know in the environmental community and in no County and, and I could not find anybody who would talk me out of it. Um, I said, talk me out of this. I'm thinking of doing this. And, and um, you had every, that conversation with your spouse? I did. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I think she didn't really understand. <laughs> At the time she she's, <laughs> and my children, I keep telling my children, listen, if you really don't want me to do this, just say so. Mm-hmm. And and the girls who are 11 say, oh, go for it. This will be great. I'm thinking, no, I, you didn't understand my question. <laughs> if you really don't want it, <laughs> So, yes, I was reluctant. Now mm-hmm. I'm committed. Mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in with both feet. I'm in it to win it. Uh-huh. Um, I had a network, an actual network, a community of people came out of the woodwork and offered to help. So I have got a volunteer uh, network that's great. All locals. Everybody knows everybody. Um, and they are dynamic and they're, well, it's, it's, there's kind of philosophy emerging on how I like to do things. I've always worked as a team member. Um, I've worked for consensus. I've worked with a group of creative minds trying to solve problems, whether it's a film or a project like that. And and what I have is this team, and, and I'm reminded of two things. One is, was it Margaret Mead said, never underestimate the power of a small group of people to change the world, it's the only thing that ever does. And it, I was just reflecting on that, and I heard another quote, which I want to share with you, Is uh, it's called Joy's Law. Joy's Law is, no matter how smart an individual is, there will always be a, an organized group of people who will be smarter and that's a, job, a law a management law from the 1980s turns out it was coined uttered by Bill Joy who's a friend of mine lives here in Aspen most of the time and and uh, i realized that's kind of how it's working i have advisors who who have said you know this is the way we you should approach this. Here's here's some things to think about. So I feel as if I'm a complete rank beginner, but I'm coming to it with this body of knowledge that is drawn from the community. I've been telling them all it takes a community to, to raise a candidate. <laughs> and, and here I am. <laughs> and so, does the candidate now have a platform or, or several goals that you want to
1: accomplish as as commissioner, other than just winning the seat?
2: Well, you know, in the primary, the first thing you think is, well, I just need to get through the primary. So, right. but yes, because it's, so it's a two out of three right, situation obviously, for voters. You so. know, I do have I do have a little card that has been littered all over the uh-huh. valley by. I've got your platform. When it. walk, it's got some of my platform. <laughs> um, my biggest concerns um, are is, is balance, and I, I say. Community versus commodity, the balance of. Um, It's very easy for this town and this valley to get overheated. It's the economic engine for the whole valley, maybe 60 miles down, which is wonderful. Um, But I think at what cost? Are we losing the quality of life that we moved here for? Because I look out and I see uh, the highway is jammed. Was it 23,000 car trips a day now crossing the bridge? Um, I see development pressure in places where I never thought things would be developed. Um, my biggest, my early biggest concerns were um, wildlife, nature areas. You look at uh, West Maroon Pass, you look at the Maroon Bells, and you realize the Forest Service, due to budget cuts, has almost been forced to abdicate their management of the places. Um, yet we've got 1,200 people a day crossing West Maroon Pass to go to Crested Butte. The, the nature experience is, is very popular, and, and it's getting hammered. Last time I walked over, I was shocked new trails forming you know mud you know everywhere people going off trail you know all that and and i realized there's some issues that i want to work on and uh, and there's a lot we can we can go down the list but well let's do so, and certainly yeah. one of them is is pace of growth in pitkin county um right
1: we seem to have this perception that we're it's difficult to develop here and we're a slow growth county but if you've ever yeah. flown around with John McBride and his plane over the, the outer reaches of Pickens County, there's a, right. lot of, a lot of very high-end construction a going of, on that you don't really right. see. Right. And there, so do you think are. you can change that pace of growth if you get elected,
2: You know, or do um, you want to? I would certainly, I would want to try. The thing I should tell you, though, is when you look at the pace of growth of our, our county versus other surrounding counties, our, our growth curve is a little bit lower than the others. Our, our percentage of growth is a slightly lower, which is I think is a good thing. Much lower um, than Eagle and Summit, I much think. Eagle, much lower slower than those areas. You know, somebody described to me, a, a, a young friend just in college asked what a county commissioner does. And I didn't have time to answer, but her father, who I was with, said, uh, what a county commissioner does is keep Aspen from becoming as developed as Vale has become. And so there's a lot of land use, a lot of growth management, Uh, issues there. Um, I like to remind people, and I think I'll be brief about this because I've said it before, Um, if you're driving up Valley sometime or just hanging in the Valley and looking out, you think about what could have happened here had we not had down zoning by some bold commissioners back about 45 years ago, Kinsley, Shellman and Edwards. Um, Bob Child came in, was part of that crew. we could have had 30,000 residents in Snowmass, in Brush Creek. We could have had anywhere from 15 to 50,000 residents in the entire Wildcat area. We could have had 2,500 homes, I think, up in Hunter Creek. Uh, the North Star preserve area could be 1,000 homes. Um, you, you add that up and it's like, wow, if, if we had just let things go, we might have sixty to 70,000 residents between here and Jerbaas today. And I am I keep hear, thinking that, it's like that can't be true. It can't you be true. You think we're resting on those laurels though, that yes, we're not
1: that, but are we something else now that's almost sure. as
2: intense? One of my favorite sayings that keeps popping up lately has been um, our biggest problems are caused by the solutions to the previous problems, <laughs> okay? So you, you restrict mm. growth, you limit the, the supply of beautiful, beautiful property here, and all of a sudden the price shoots up and it becomes very hard to live here. So then we have housing issues, right? Mm-hmm. Housing, housing, cost of living, all that, of course, it's part of the result. Uh, but if you go to Vail, the prices aren't that much lower. Their quality of life, I would argue, is much lower if you value the things I value, which is, is access to nature, wilderness, being, being in nature more and not part of an urban setting. So uh, one of the things I'm concerned about is urbanization of our backcountry and urbanization of rural lands that are kind of quiet and restive and a place to go and find solace, um, we're losing those places. And and um, that's that's an important issue to me, and I, I'm, I'll make a campaign issue out of it, certainly. Does
1: that mean he'd like to crank back
2: the, the tourism
1: engine? Is that what that means, you know, ultimately?
2: You know, when you see how crowded this place gets, you just wonder if the tourists would even like it to be cranked back. And, and I have to say, yes, there are times when I think, wow! You fly, you leave the hurl, hurly burly city, and you fly to Aspen, which used to be such a great experience. And you, you come in, and now you get in a traffic jam to get into town for 30 or 40 minutes, or to get to your place in Snowmass. Um, so I think clearly we are loving it to death. Um, the promotion has been extremely good. Aspen is ex- is more popular than it's ever been, um, and so we need to think about it. What You know, my my new little quiet saying is if if I find a quiet corner of the county, um, I tell people to keep it to themselves. If you you find a really great spot and you just love it, keep it to yourself, please. And that sounds selfish. But on the other hand, as a county commissioner, I'd be working for the the residents, the people who have a stake or invested and vote here and live here. And I'm more concerned about their quality of life than I am about uh, developing the next great tourist amenity quite honestly. well, What's interesting about the county in a way is
1: that it doesn't have a lot to do one way or the other with tourism. The city's the one spending the million dollars a year uh, in, on tourism promotion and it doesn't have a lot to do with housing. It's got its name in the Aspen-Picken County Housing right. Office but that seems to be about it. Some and would think that it should have more some um, would. spending more money in housing. Yeah. And It's not really doing much on transit either. I mean it's a supporter and it's on RAFTA but mm-hmm. It's been the county's been quiet. do you think that is uh, appropriate, or do they just get bogged down in co- county specific issues, and they just have to let Aspen be Aspen? Well,
2: you know observations I've made in the county are that um, one, and this is something that the sheriff has expressed to me in, in meeting with him. he said, well, first of all, we are very well managed now, which is great to hear. He said, we have a county manager in John Peacock who is efficient and organized, and if you don't hear of scandals and things going on in the county, it's probably because they have a very good run on it. You know, they're they're doing a good job of
0: of running the show.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, When I watch the commissioner meetings, I watch commissioner meetings often um, at home, online, on grassroots. I've discovered you have a double speed button here, and I use that occasionally. I can still understand. It gets, <laughs> a four-hour meeting becomes a two-hour meeting. That's a confession I probably shouldn't have made. <laughs> so you're okay with people? If people do that if you get Oh, I money. would yeah. love it. You know, and part of my campaign promise. The first promise I said was brevity and levity. And I'm thinking, okay, I love it. It's kind of fun. It rhymes. But the fact of the matter is, those meetings do go on a long time. The commissioners have. Uh, an impressive volume of material they have to get through and discuss, and if I could work on making that go more smoothly, I certainly would. I know I 'd be one of f- only one in five, so uh, you know what can you actually accomplish as a commissioner? I can try to bring some fresh air and perspective um, to the table. Mostly, I can assure them that I 'm a group worker i 'm a team worker, um, I believe in working toward consensus. But uh, I mean, brevity, sure. If we could, if we could make it go a little faster. Everyone would appreciate us more. No doubt. Let's talk about
1: transit. And the it's you can either look at it as the entrance to Aspen or the exit to Pitkin County. Um, <laughs> depending on the time of day. <laughs> depending on the time of day. <laughs> okay. So any bright ideas there? It's the it's yeah. The, um, well, so the eternal conundrum for this community, it seems.
2: So, well, by, by making it so expensive to live here. Uh, we've created a traffic jam, and that's part of the the, the cost. That's one of the, solu- the, the problems caused by the solutions, okay? The, our popularity, I would have to argue that um, there's an unlimited number of people who would want to come and come here or live here. I just believe that. No matter what you build, they're going to come. So let's think about what we're building before we do it. Um, as for transit, a lot of people are, I think there's some polarization and there's some extremes. We think, well, we've got all these cars, we've got to get them off the road. Um, we're gonna have to go to a train. So the next, the train option is 100 million plus and counting. Um, there might be some alternatives in the middle. In fact, new technologies come out and I posted it on my, my election, gr- elect Greg Postman page on Facebook. Um, uh, an article I just saw on Wall Street Journal talking about by the head of Uber about how Uber and these networked cars can create car sharing and it can actually relieve traffic and they're doing it in the cities it's working elsewhere. We should seriously be looking at using Uber to help relieve the pressure on RAFTA and expand RAFTA's reach. Um, Uber can be working out of Redstone and Thomasville or you know farther places RAFTA can't go and could actually be helping reduce cars on the road and help commuters. I think that's a viable solution. The other thing with transit is also a uh, uh, office space solution you know, if we could have employees, certainly of the county and the city and and businesses here who aren't essential to the upper valley, work from home one or two days a week, as some are already. Um, If we had annexes down valley, the county owns property in the lower mid valley, down in Elgebel, I know, um, and and we're already renting down there. and we yet could, the county's about to build a new HQ, right? Yeah, that deal's county been... county
1: building. That's done. Where That are deal you on has that? been
2: done. Well, I wish I'd had a chance to weigh in on it. Mm. Um, I can express my concern. As I said before, I like and trust these guys, and I think they're on the hot seat and they're making the best decisions they can. They're doing the right thing, at the for the time and and um, so I'm not gonna second guess it's hard to get guess you like them. the and you like the building you're an architectural major you know what <laughs> I don't have as much a problem with the building as so many people do mm-hmm. Aspen has a is a town of great polarity where you see 180 degrees and I've been hearing it you'd be surprised the things I hear that are polarized so heavily in, in amongst my friends and in the valley and and um, I don't have as big a problem with the building. I have to say, there's a lot of grumbling. There's a lot, and I think the, the architects have been sensitive. They're trying to accommodate the sacred ground of the memorial for the veterans, and certainly they should. Um, is the building too big? Every building that's built in Aspen seems to be too big these days. And are they building it for future employees? Good question. Um, or I mean, part of there's some people I'm
1: sure wouldn't think it was a great loss to tear the current county administration building down. Well, you know?
2: there's that. Yeah, yeah. There's that. You know, the last thing on that I wanted to say is that if if um, if these employees that are moved down Valley during the construction um, never came back up, a lot of them seriously wouldn't be too concerned about that. They're not really that excited about commuting to Aspen every day. Um, well, sometimes it seems you know, absurd to leave your computer at home and drive to the
1: one uh, on your desk and ask them. Let's talk about open space and trails. It's emerged as a little bit of a campaign right, issue, right. Uh, kind of surprisingly, and it's yeah. turned into factions Good. of some who think the, there's too many trails, uh, there's too much emphasis on trails. And, I've, and, been yeah, that, I've been accused of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been accused of that. Yeah. Scurrilously. Is that your platform, a, that you're against <laughs> trails? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: or well, you it, think gets lot of, it gets a over It's more subtle and more complex it than It gets
2: that, great publicity in the newspaper. There's a column that who wrote that yesterday, who, who hasn't really expressed publicly his affiliation with my opponent. Mm. Um, I'll well, just he did name you, so that. you don't have to name him. But Mick yeah. Ireland did
1: write a column <laughs> suggesting that trails were a valuable part of the open space
2: package. Right, they certainly are, and they are part of the original mandate. Mm-hmm. But when you have um, the founders of open space and trails, some people who are founders who are conservationists, environmentalists, when you have wildlife, uh, parks and wildlife people, who have been here with a 30-year career, Uh, maintaining and controlling and watching wildlife coming forward, which they did to me and said, I think we have a problem. I think that the trail building in some cases is out of control. We've lost wildlife habitat uh, in some places by 40%. Calving grounds, uh, reproductive areas are being decimated. And, and we is all that people, a management
1: issue as opposed to a physical trail issue, do you
2: think? Um, Can you trust I think us
1: or are we going to use the trails when we shouldn't because well, they're there?
2: Here's the thing, you build a, a really great bike trail through a, an elk calving ground and you say we're not going to let this open until July 1st, but then you hold a race on it on July 4th, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys who really want to win that race are going to go out and train on it. So they do have a, an issue, according to the people that are talking to me, mm-hmm. they do have an issue with um, uh, enforcement. They have mm-hmm. double fences in some places, and they have cameras taking pictures of people throwing their bikes over the fence because they're not going to let any wildlife situation get between them and their goal of, you know, what, calorie burn. Do or you whatever think this is. issue of trail management is enough to, um,
1: you know, urging a no vote on the re, um,
2: reauthorization of the, the,
1: reauthorization of no. a, the open space trails I property tax? I
2: would on. say unequivocally I am a huge supporter of open space and trails, I have to be. That's how they do, they came up. I'm skeptical for a couple of reasons, and, and I wanted to say go slow. And I would I'd want to think about um, the renewal. They were asking for a 25 year renewal, also. By the way, it's like, hey, give us this budget for another 25 years. Everything's great. Um, let it's it, been a know, very
1: popular program. It's, though, it's an right? extremely
2: popular program mm-hmm. and, and I am a big supporter of it. I have it right here. I'm it's a on fierce advocate uh-huh. for open space. You think, you, or you think you're being um, painted
1: as someone who's against it?
2: I think that's a way to drive a wedge. So I'm mm-hmm. being painted as against it What I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think we have to restore the original balance between wildlife and recreation and uh, we've had a lot of new recreational trails built, fantastic bike trails. I'm a mountain biker. I've actually been on some of them. I'm more of a road biker now. But I've been on the trails, and I appreciate them. But I have to say, someone has to speak for those who cannot. And, um, you well, know, if you're hearing
1: it on the campaign trail, I guess it's fair to bring it up.
2: I'm too. hearing it from, yeah, I'm hearing it mm-hmm. from conservationist people on the environmental side mm-hmm. uh, in a big way. And then I'm also hearing it from property owners, of course, mm. who um, think, wait a minute, we had this rural pristine area now um, open spaces bought it which we think is great fantastic they're neutralizing they're going to preserve this land but then all of a sudden a parking lot goes in and a, a, you know a, tr- a new trail and railings and signs that advertise mm. this new amenity right. for the tourists right. and they think wait a minute what happened right. to solace what right. happened to a secret place that some mm. people knew about do we have to do we actually have a mandate as my opponent said to build parking lots and trails um, in these wild places. Right. And some of these places are elk calving grounds. They're, they're places that people probably should not go. Right. So we just have a couple minutes okay. left. and Sorry. As a filmmaker, well, you'll appreciate
1: this. Cut to the <laughs> chase. Yeah, no, we just have a couple minutes. So I want to give you a fair opportunity as I have everybody else to, to basically tell any viewer of Grassroots why they should vote for you. Why do you want to be county commissioner and why should someone vote to you? What, what do you think you'll bring to the table?
2: Right. Okay. Well, I think... Um, What we want in a county commissioner and what I think I can certainly provide is um, I'm level-headed. I have the temperament for it. I'm a good listener. I'm a quick study. Um, I can work toward consensus. uh, I I think that I have the long view. I like to call it the long view. And it's a perspective from having grown up in this valley. I'm not pulling rank as a local more than anyone else, but the fact of the matter is I have seen how this place has been changed by our success, and and um, I have celebrated and profited and benefited from all of this. But I also think that I can help put some perspective on some of the things that come along. Um, so, um, the other side of it is I know a, a lot of people in this community, and if you look at the people who are voting for me and have endorsed me already, which I have a great list, um, it's it's once again complete polarity. I have got very conservative people right next to extremely liverable, liverable, progressive people. (laughs) I've got young, I've got old, Mm -hmm. I've got newcomers, I've got old timers. And the reason I decided like how, they can't all agree. So why are they voting for me? thinking the reason they're endorsing me is they trust me and they know me and they know that I'm going to be fair. And I think that might be, that might be enough right there.
1: Well, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, I, um, I want to compliment you. you for throwing your hat in the ring and going for, going for it, and yeah, uh, best just, of luck out there. It's a stretch. <laughs> Good luck, Craig. If you're watching Grassroots Television, I'm Brent Gardner-Smith, Editor and Executive Director of Aspen Journalism. Make sure you vote for County Commissioner. We're having a runoff in District 3, and two of the three candidates um, will advance. Thanks again for watching Grassroots TV.
0: The Grassroots Network summer podcast series has been generously underwritten by Turnkey Vacation Rentals. Turnkey Vacation Rentals is the first truly owner-centric vacation rental service now available in the Roaring Fork Valley. We handle all of your short-term rental property management needs, offering superior service and high returns. Turnkey's straightforward pricing and transparent business model make it easier for you to earn revenue from your rental. Proprietary technology provides a smoother, more efficient experience for both travelers and vacation rental owners. Trustworthy, local staff provides support around the clock with true full-service property management for homeowners and their guests. For more information on Turnkey Vacation Rentals, contact Mark Viola at mark.viola at turnkeyvr.com or call at 970-368-4288. Turnkey Vacation Rentals supports the grassroots network in your community.